topic fourteen second paper of twentieth century negro literature this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. twentieth century negro literature topic fourteen second paper by augustus ulysses fierson doctor of divinity is the negro as morally depraved as he is reputed to be mr a u fierson was born in the state of south carolina a few years before the civil war his parents were slaves and of course were uneducated after some preparation in the public schools he entered biddle university from which he graduated with honor in eighteen eighty five the same year he entered the theological department of the same university graduating therefrom in eighteen eighty eight the summer of eighteen eighty five was spent as teacher and preacher to the ex-slaves of the choctaw indians indian territory he worked under the freedmen's board of the presbyterian church for several years he acted as pastor of different presbyterian churches in north and south carolina in eighteen ninety one he was called to the chair of greek language and literature at biddle university which positions he holds at this writing in eighteen ninety three his alma mater conferred upon him degree of doctor of divinity a question so pertinent so comprehensive so thoroughly charged with what must give rank and standing to a people in the eyes of the world ought not to be superficially considered nor lightly and rashly answered on the surface it would seem to involve a simple yes or no but slight reflection reveals the fact that the yes or no fails to satisfy the conditions that the answer to this question has long since been removed from the realm of the simple negative and affirmative becomes very evident from what has been and is still being said pro and con the moral status of the negro of the united states has long since given rise to a debated question this debate waxes hotter and hotter and the lines are more closely drawn as the years go by for it is impossible to think of the future of the negro apart from his moral status his future will be bright gloomy or blighted in proportion as he is able or not able to set to his account true moral worth i speak of the negro by limitations as i feel that only the american negro and that too of the united states can be contemplated by the query under consideration 
hence by the discussion that my answer will be in line of an emphatic negative will appear from what follows i know full well the tremendous task i have set myself by this position in doing this i must take up the defensive as well as offensive alike against a large percent of people outside of the negro race who set themselves up as an authority on all questions affecting the negro and mark you from their decision there is no appeal as also against the know-alls within the ranks of the race but i am not deterred by this since i feel that i owe it to the friends of the race to those of the race who honestly strive to do what is right and to myself to utter no uncertain sound in responding to this important question for the encouragement of a weak and struggling people and their friends for the better enlightenment of mankind in general touching the moral status of the negro i place in evidence and offer in support of my negative the following questions first as far as my knowledge goes the sum total of the considerations and discussions tending to show and set forth the moral turpitude of the negro leave out if they do not ignore wholly a most vital element any conclusion therefore reached must eliminate the same and in the degree that this element is important the conclusion will be inconclusive and defective i contend in the outset that any just and charitable answer to this question must take into account the fact that the negro is not unlike the other children of adam in that he is possessed of an inherent immoral tendency yet how many speaking to this subject reckon from this point i think all sane people at least are agreed that since the fall conformity to the moral standard as set up by our creator is relative and not absolute i think it would be a very light task to prove this assertion true on the best authority known to man the bible a single instance will suffice to put to silence all dissenters david the man after god's own heart gives us a life whose complexity at once presents the elements of passion tenderness generosity and fierceness from this life flowed a character blackened by adultery and murder rather checkered measured by a perfect moral standard grant that the negro is a child of adam and i score one of the most important points on the side of my negative weighed in the balance of a perfect moral scale 
there is none good but one and that is god second when talking or writing on this subject men seem to forget also that this inherent or natural immoral tendency in the negro has had the impetus of the most debasing influences of a baser system of slavery covering a period of two and a half centuries this is not a defense nor by any means an apology for the shortcomings of the negro which are too many by far but it is a plea for fairness in making up a verdict which is very far-reaching in its consequences in my humble opinion this thought is sufficient to temper at least the criticisms of the most rabid and reckless assailants of negro morals let friends and foes alike think if they can what two hundred and fifty years of training means in a system whose principal tenet was that a negro had no wish or will of his own either morally or otherwise a mere thing acting only as it is acted upon under this system the next most natural thing would be and was the breaking down and beating back of every bar to the baser passions except when its observance perchance contributed to the physical vigor and resistance of the negro thus rendering him more valuable and indispensable to his master add to this if you please the fact that there were few if any formal marriages the shanty system instead of home no responsibility in the training of boys and girls that naturally came to the so-called homes no safeguard thrown around the morals of the tender years of boyhood and girlhood but on the other hand everything most favorable and conducive to the development of bad morals out of this condition unless the superior the master had a very high moral sense which was highly improbable if not impossible under the existing circumstances little could justly be expected of the inferior the negro yet in spite of all this the negro gave the world a very few rapists of whom we hear so much nowadays and on whose account we are so often called upon to defend him from the viewpoint of our question as regards this particular crime i digress here to say that my faith is small for this reason there was a time when the commission of it was more opportune and easy than now for example during the civil war when it was scarcely if ever heard of i have introduced this subject here simply to say this that human nature is one and the same 
in mankind and the argument that natural tendencies do not assert themselves alike in a slave and a free man under like favorable conditions is open to serious objections if not in a degree fallacious the pertinence of this reference will also appear when attention is drawn to the fact that the tendency of the rate to criminality hence to moral worthlessness is more largely hypothecated upon this than upon any other single crime by a similar process of reasoning it would not be difficult to show that all the races of the world are moral reprobates for what escape would there be for any measured by its criminal class i therefore contend finally that the standard by which the negro is measured is seriously at fault if not wholly wrong coming out of the most untoward circumstances with less than a half century in which to outlive and unlearn the deadly doings of two hundred and fifty years who can lay claim to more or to so much as the negro measure him by the depths from which he came as well as by the heights which you would have him attain when taking his moral bolts third i note the work of the press which is largely in the hands of and controlled by those least friendly to the negro's progress hence a magnificent contribution is daily made from this quarter to his moral impeachment i think it is never perhaps properly considered that the class generally held up by the press is one and the same with that already noticed under the preceding head the criminal further news gatherers are at great pains to ferret out and dole out to the public daily whatever serves to excite and especially whatever shows the moral crookedness of the negro and that the years of freedom already enjoyed by him have simply brought forth a generation of vipers too often from the lowest to the highest court the records are so manipulated as to show the moral obliquity of the negro it is a potent fact that public opinion of the negro is largely if not wholly based upon press reports whether it pertains to religion politics morality or otherwise i hold therefore that it is largely misinformation that brings the negro into bad odor in this regard and earns for him the opinion that he is on the decline or moral lapse if you please then too the dying testimony of what is commonly called the worthless negro is given wider publicity and greater credence than the precept and example 
of ten thousand living straightforward upright negroes i say this because the opinion obtains so widely that the negro is growing worse fourth that the negro is not as morally depraved as he is generally reputed to be and that those who are foremost to note and proclaim it do not believe it themselves i place in evidence the following first a considerable number of southern states have passed laws restrictive if not prohibitive of the removal of the negro from his holy confines and this too where most is seen and known of him what make it a misdemeanor to influence to emigrate or to deport a people whose presence is a standing menace to the good morals of those who enact measures and those who uphold them do not they make themselves liable of mild criticism other countries and sections of countries seek to rid themselves of all incubus of whatever kind of this we have numerous examples in the scum from europe and other parts of the world unloaded upon our shores annually second let the negro with all his moral depravity initiate any movement looking toward his withdrawal even from one part of our country to another the scene of such activities attracts special attention and unsought advice is poured upon his worthless head words of warning flow apace and direct steps are taken to defeat the end in view in view of this fact the negro is seldom allowed to organize secretly for mutual protection and helpfulness in some sections and when organized he is always looked upon with grave suspicions that people should go so far out of their way to circumvent the legitimate endeavors of the undeserving to my mind is the most unnatural thing to be sure consistency thou art a jewel fifth what people regard as a most discouraging sign touching the negro of this country i consider a most portentous and hopeful one i refer to it here because it bears decidedly upon my answer and is strictly in line therewith as shown by the census of eighteen ninety and nineteen hundred the increase of the negro has suffered a positive check if not backset in explanation of this one theory and another has been advanced some have seen that he like the american indian is on the road to a kindred fate final and utter extinction others have consigned him to this or that destiny according 
as they have felt kindly or unkindly towards him true he has increased less rapidly but more surely because of his stricter observance and growing regard for the proper and god-appointed channels to this end his propagation by marriage in which case one man is the husband of one woman and one woman the wife of one man would naturally lend to this i might record and add to what has already been said a rich and varied experience growing out of actual contact with and work for my people covering twenty-four years a period in which no year has passed without leaving something done or suffered but time and space will not permit finally out of the unfavorable moral conditions to which the negro as a child of adam is heir out of the most untoward circumstances surrounding him in the dark days of his enslavement out of the traductions to which he is exposed at the hands of a most cruel and relentless foe the printing press out of the mock trials and false convictions visited upon him by the courts too often manned by his oppressors out of the barriers put in the way of his withdrawal from the midst of those who pronounce him without moral worth out of the glaring inconsistency of all dissenters out of the pure and spotless lives of ten thousand women the wives mothers sisters and lovers of as high-souled and moral men as the world ever saw or produced i here and now once again and forever record my most unconditioned and emphatic no to the query i have in some measure tried to answer i have attempted no fine analysis of the case but simply tried to point out a few facts more or less familiar to all end of topic fourteen second paper